Welcome to episode number three of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I'm Morten and I'm here with my friend and colleague Lars Roskil Henriksen. Hello Lars. Hi Morten, happy to be back again and looking forward to doing another episode with you. Good, good. Um, today's topic is uh, the second step of the five steps of the GTD methodology, namely clarify. But maybe we should start off by giving an overview of the five steps, Lars, so that people can get to the, the bigger picture here. Could you do a quick overview of the five steps, please? Sure. So uh, to take the to zoom out all the way, we, we like to talk about the control and perspective. And when we talk about getting control of your, your life, we talk about these five different steps. The first one we covered in the last episode, and that is capture. So capturing everything that uh, that might be of importance to you in specific places that you know you will get to the bottom of within a, a reasonable amount of, uh, of time. And, and how do you do that? Well, you do that with uh, steps two and three. So we'll cover step two today, which is clarifying. So figuring out what this uh, means to you. Once we have uh, clarified, you can move on to organize, meaning placing the things where they uh, where they uh, they should be. Uh, and step four is reflecting, so taking a step back and 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 uh, getting an overview of the big picture. And last but not least, five is is engaging and doing the stuff. And we have various models to help you figure out what you should be uh, should be doing next. Yeah, great. Um, one of the things that I found um, when we um, teach and uh, coach uh, in GTD is that this step is very important. Both, uh, I can say that on a personal level, but when we when you coach and teach people this, if you j jump these questions over or do this um, not seriously, you will not get GTD to really work for you. Um, so maybe we should just tell people in more detail maybe you could try and take us through the the process Lars what is the the first thing you do when you pick up something from your inbox and look at it and ask yourself what <laughs> you ask yourself what is it so uh, so regardless of what has entered your life uh, if it's an email or a post-it that you wrote to yourself or a piece of mail from your your uh, mailbox um, first question is what is it and second question is is it actionable is it something you want to do something about um, and from 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 then on you have two different options it can be yes and it can be no and I think maybe even pausing at that question could be could be worthwhile um, at least for me um, I'm one of the type of people who who tend to start too many things, uh, setting too many things in in motion, and then having to uh, let you know the the smarter version of myself clean up later on. So I'm really <laughs> one of the things that I have to to work on continuously, and, and mm. that's actually been a focus of mine this year, is to being smarter about that question: Is it actionable? Is it actionable right now, considering all the other options that I that I have uh, currently engaged in? So, so that's at least one of the key questions for me that has helped me a lot. I don't know about you, Martin. Yeah, me too. This is uh, where the, the 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 time optimist and um, the overcommitter of you are having a field day if you're not taking time to really f reflect on your really what is it and is it actionable. And if you don't take, uh, you know, time is limited. It's not finite. It's uh, it's it's limited. So when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. 
and uh, a backlog of things. So it's not very fun to have, and it could be very, you know, demoralizing for your own feeling of your uh, how well you're doing GTD if you are overcommitting, and then suddenly GTD doesn't work because you're overcommitted totally. Um, so, so asking those questions and remember, I've, I've borrowed um, my my. I have a son; he's fifteen. He has uh, something he says t- to his dad every now and then. It's like seriously, uh, <laughs> and I think maybe you should ha- take a hard look at yourself in the mirror when when you commit to things and say seriously, am I going to do this? Because I don't know this. Um, there's an old expression saying that the road to hell is paved with good intentions and mm-hmm. saying yes to too many things is, um, well, not good <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's, I wouldn't say this is the, the road to hell is paved with them, but hey, it's, it's, it's uh, the road to feeling not good about yourself is paved by, with this, um, these good intentions of always saying yes to things. So very important. Mm, exactly. And I would add to that, that at least one of the things that I experienced when, when I clearly remember that when I met GTD for the first time uh, 10, 10 years ago now, uh, was that I started to get a lot more ideas. So really the, the first step when you get, uh, and, and even as you get better at that, you get more good ideas. So you really have to, you know, hold on to the, whatever it's called that you grab onto when you go riding, you know, you really want to make sure that you don't uh, start off too many things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you've had a hard look at the thing that you are picking up or looking at, asking yourself, what is it? These questions, I've I've found that many, many GGDers are not very good at because it's they have they don't take them take the time necessary uh, that's necessary uh, to to look at this and and really ask what is it? What does it mean to me? This secondary question is. To clarify to yourself, what is this really, and what does it mean to me? When you when you ask this question, it could be helpful. And this question could be helpful when when trying to figure out if you're going to do something about it or not. And um, then adding seriously before you continue, <laughs> uh, answering should I do something about this? Yes or no? Is it actionable? Yes or no? So, so when we've found out, let's go for no to starter. When we found out what it is and if it is actionable, we answered it's not actionable. What options do we have, Lars? So there are three different buckets that these things can can end up in, and the first one that we we look at is is simply throwing it out. If you don't, it's not actionable, and you don't want to keep it, then then certainly throw it away. And um, <clears throat> I, I remember when I met GTD for the first time, I thought, well, that's that seems rather obvious. Maybe if you don't want it, you don't need to do anything about it, then then throw it out. Uh, but the reality is that for many people, a lot of the stuff that they have piled up, um, they simply never took that decision, uh, meaning that they have a lot of you know piles on their desk or, or in their basement with the stuff that they should have thrown out, but they never actually made that decision. So, uh, so that's actually an important uh, step, even though it, at least for me initially, it seemed like, uh, well, yeah, that's obvious. Hmm. Yeah, me too. So, so when you found if you are going, not going to do something about it. And um, how do you take it further down the rabbit hole? 
So, well, the second thing, the second option is, well, if you do actually do want to hold on to it, then, then you want to archive it. You want to place it somewhere where you want to be able to get back to it at a later stage. So uh, that could be, you know, uh, reference material that you want to, to find find later. That's the uh, instruction manual for the new vacuum cleaner that I just bought. You know, I may want to change the air filter at some point. I don't trust that I can Google uh, and, and find that somewhere. So I'll, I'll place that somewhere where I know where to go and find it uh, later. Yeah, good. And it's it's um, one one thing that's interesting here is that I see always when I coach people is that they the people have problems um, d deciphering what what is reference material really, and uh, because they they sometimes think that reference material is material I need for when I need to do something or like I need uh, support material for my project mm. or my actions. So, but reference material is material that has no action tied to it and that is more or less permanently parked somewhere where you can find it if you need to reference back to it. And I think that's an important distinction, especially for the more advanced GTDers out there. Mm, yes, completely agree. And also, um, it, it really varies, you know, what type of material we're talking about. At least that's also a lot of what I'm seeing, that, that people really recognize, oh, the digital stuff, that's I'm struggling with that, or the paper side of things. Um, you know, we have too much paper. Uh, it really varies a lot from, from person to person and company to company, what, how much uh, stuff, uh, stuff piles up and, and where, where you most, most need this. Hmm. Okay, so now you've answered no. I'm not going to do something about it. You can either then trash it if it doesn't have any value, and toss it, uh, recycle it, delete it, or you can archive it for future reference. You can put it somewhere in your archive where you will find it. And what's the third option? Well, the third option is that you it is uh, actually something you do want to do something about. It is actionable, but not right now. So for whatever reason, um, you want to park that for later. So that's the incubate uh, option. Uh, so that can be, you know, it's it's not the right time of year. You don't have the resources. You don't have the right people in the department, uh, whatever the, the reason is. So this is sort of the, the parking lot for all the, the good ideas that you might want to do something about at some point, but just not right now. It's not actionable. Yeah, and this category is called someday, maybe. It's something you someday are going to do something about or maybe do something about. You haven't made that distinction yet. In uh, Norwegian, we have the same expression for this category as when a hen sits on an egg. What's that called again? Do you know that, Lars, in English? <laughs> In Danish, uh, well, I don't know. In Danish, it would be rupe. Uh, that's yeah. what we call it here. Yeah. Because it's somewhat similar. Yeah, rugepo in Norwegian. So, but um, whatever a hen does on top of an egg while trying to hatch it, maybe it's called hatching. Hmm, maybe. Mm. Anyway, it's it's a way to keep the the, the things warm and uh, make sure that you don't forget them because they're in a safe place. And you may, may uh, hatch it later after uh, it becomes more clearer to you what it, really, uh, what it really means to you and if you really are going to do something about it. Very good category for a lot of different reasons, but for now I think it is uh, important to, to stress that this is non-actionable. All the things we talked about now is no, I'm not going to do something about it now. So it's um, 
the no arm is very important because it distinctions this things from the yes arm, which is actionable. You are going to do something about this, and um, but the no arm is very good because then maybe is no, which I like a lot. <laughs> so maybe we should start moving up the, the yes arm. Sure. Well, in that case, we have a separate question as well, another question that we need to ask, which is what's the next action? What's the next physical, visible action that you need to do to take your you know, project or activity one step forward? So that can be calling someone to check on something. It can be emailing someone. It can be Googling something. It can be, you know, whatever, whatever the next step, next action might be for you. That's what we need to figure out first. Um, and then if that next action takes less than two minutes, then we recommend to do it right away. What's the reason for this, this two-minute rule? Well, that's actually, a, it makes sense from an efficiency standpoint. So uh, since we, we um, find the next action, it takes less than two minutes. We just want to get it out of the way because otherwise you would leave it on your list. You would have to consider it as an option every time you were uh, picking something to do. It would be part of your reviews, etc. cetera. Uh, it really makes sense to just get them out of the way, uh, respond to that email or whatever it might be. Uh, and then, you know, you won't become a bottleneck. You get that good feeling when you check something off. You don't have a big backlog when you can when you complete your your big assignment if that was what you were working on. Uh, so it really makes sense to just get it out of the way. Yes, and and one other aspect is that maybe you have colleagues that wait for your answer. If you can answer them quickly, they will love you. And uh, I'm sure your spouse would like to know if you can buy two milk on the way home uh, on a quick SMS, and you can just mm -hmm. say yes. You don't have to wait for that answer. Mm. So now we've decided. Well, it takes more than two minutes. What's the next uh, question we have to ask? Well, the next question is then, am I the right person to do this task? Am I the right person to take this uh, this uh, action forward? Um, and if you are not, then uh, then then make sure that it gets into the right hands, forward it to, to the really appropriate person, and, and possibly note somewhere that you want to track, you want to uh, make sure that you follow up to, to make sure that it happens. Uh, if, this, if you have some kind of ownership over that uh, next action or you need the, the feedback. Mm. Yeah, good. Then we've um, decided, well, it takes more than two minutes and I can't delegate it to someone. Then what's my last option? Last option is to defer it, park it uh, on your list or in your calendar if it's a time-specific uh, event uh, to be done uh, as soon as possible if it's on your your list. And in uh, in Danish, we call this usit. Uh, uh, and and I know that some people get a bit scared when we when we look at their work and we we say because that's more of a postpone kind of uh, action. That's the best word we could find. Um, but but it really is to be done as soon as uh, as possible. Yes, and um, we have the same reaction here is that uh, am I not supposed to do it when that you defer it for the future? Well, it's deferring it for future action, um, not for not doing it, but not doing it right now. Because right now you're clarifying, uh, you put, you decide, make, making decisions, and it's very important to stay in that gear of making, making decisions until you've finished all your decision-making before you then can go and decide what to do and engage with this. You're only deferring uh, at, uh, the, at the most until you end of clarifying. End of clarifying, if that's five seconds or five minutes from now, or five hours from now, <laughs> the first thing you can do <laughs> after, you can do then, uh, then execute and, and uh, engage with these things and get them moving.
So, mm. and when you've decided the, the next physical action and you've deferred it, where do these uh, decisions go after this? Well, they could go to the calendar if it's a time-specific thing, or they, you know, have to do something on a specific uh, specific day. But otherwise, they would go on your list of next actions. Uh, mm. And I guess we would, in the next episode of when we talk about organizing, then then may touch on what those lists might look like, those context-based lists. Exactly, exactly. This um, we are touching on the next um, subject here um, at the end of this. Uh, session with, with Clarify, because it's very um, tied to, to Clarify. Uh, we normally would say that when you have uh, doing clarifying, you will organize uh, the minute after you decided or the second after you decided, because uh, when you made a decision of the, what the next action is, and then uh, uh, you want to park it on the, uh, the appropriate list as soon as possible, because, hey, we want to be lazy about this. We don't want to rethink things. We don't have to rethink um, mundane decisions we made about uh, two milk on the way home or uh, call Bob on Thursday. Uh, not necessary to, to, um, to rethink it. But mm, are, exactly. we're, we're missing one, one item here of this bigger picture of clarifying is that when we decided what the next action is, um, we parked that on appropriate lists and uh, or appropriate list, um, then there is another question we'd like to ask ourselves before we can let this go. What is the last question, Lars? Exactly. So if you're not done with whatever that that thing you, you picked up from your in-basket reminded you about, if that is not done with one single action, then we, 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 we probably have a project uh, on our hands, meaning that uh, there is a certain desired outcome that we're looking to achieve. Um, and 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 we want to capture that as well. So we want to capture that as a as a project. So so something that is uh, multiple steps, uh, typically within a time frame of up to to twelve months. So we want to want to capture that on a separate list. So we know what the the goal post is. We know what the the finish line is. Um, I think the the usual expression in English is uh, what what done means and what what doing looks like when we talk about projects and next actions. Exactly. The, the decide outcome is, is a very powerful method of uh, focusing on what you want to achieve when something is done because it's, you can paint a very um, accurate picture of what should be, you know, what you want to achieve. And uh, one thing that I found very, um, very good for me and for all people I talk to is to, to really focus on this to make sure that you make an accurate finishing line as accurate as you can in the moment. Sometimes you can't make an accurate, then you have to um, make a, an assumption that uh, the first step could be that I need to, to figure out if I'm going to buy a new car. Uh, that could be the first step. And then when you figure out, yes, I need a new car, then uh, the desired outcome could be, could be decide which car to buy uh, and then it could if you if you still don't uh, not clear on the model you will probably not get a car <laughs> but um, <laughs> but if you if you wanted to you can then rename it to to a new Tesla Model X acquired or something I don't know what your car of choice would be but I know a lot of people here in Norway would like a Tesla X so. I'm sure they would here in here in Denmark as well. Although the the price maybe uh, maybe slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, but the the, the decide outcome is then what do you want to achieve? 
how is the world changed when this is done? What's your finishing line look like? And you can make it as, as interesting as you want to. One of the things I like to do is to make, throw in what I call color words in there to give that sentence a little color instead of say, saying um, seminar um, finished, I would say successfully finished or um, I would like to throw in. I even I am I'm so silly. I I admit it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm the first person to admit I'm silly. Um, but one of the things that I do is that I um, make um, even dry, uh, throw in emoticons like a smiley or a, <laughs> or a thumbs up or something like that in when I write it down in my 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 task um, list system. So um, just to make it. Um, um, interesting for me it's i'm a very visual person so so if i can get something a visual trigger uh, that helps especially if there's something that i think is a little difficult to do i don't know but, no uh, but i recognize that also here from from denmark it's something that i'm investigating a bit more and i i know from you know some people that are more visual um tend to really appreciate that that you know it, uh, it could be uh, emojis but it could also be you know that the whatever uh, list manager we end up choosing supports that we can uh, choose our own uh, label colors, for example, that we can, you know, just make it more easy to navigate and, and get an overview using the, the right color. So, so things like that can certainly, certainly help as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So now we've uh, asked ourselves all these questions and um, what is the benefit of, of, clarifying what what is the benefits that we get from clarifying anything well i think there are there are multiple benefits one of the things that i know from a lot of people uh, that they really appreciate about this is that it makes the world more clear it makes uh, the world and, and 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 specifically their work so work can be challenging to talk about because it's sort of uh, you know it can be uh, a very hard thing to define because if you ask you know let's say you asked a, uh, an overwhelmed person what they're working on they would likely not be able to give you an answer um, so it really is about having a, a clearly defined list of things that you are working on because that also means that uh, let's say a, a new and exciting opportunity shows up you get a new new customer and a lot of exciting things are happening well then you may need to park some of your your current activities and, and to be able to work with that and communicate that and align with other team members or bosses or customers that, you know, we need to park this. Um, it, it's just been extremely helpful for me to be able to, that there is sort of a, a, a defined thing that I can, can actually work with and park or finish or, or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of the things that I find, um, you know, one of the main benefits for me is that it's, Yes, it's clarifying, but it's also um, giving a, an overview of everything I could possibly do. And this overview also leads me to the, the possibility to, to prioritize, to park things that I can't possibly do within the foreseeable future on the Sunday maybe list. Just to, um, uh, the, if you don't clarify your work, if you don't understand or have the full overview of all your work, it's also very difficult to say no. And I, you know, people who overcommit can relate to that. It's difficult to say no if you don't know mm. everything you've committed to. Um, most people uh, don't have a full overview. And, um, 
this not having the overview also maybe leads to people feeling guilty about the things that they don't remember they've committed to. But they know they're committed to something, but they just don't remember what. And this thing has a sneaky way of moving into your conscience <laughs> and, and um, drum at you before you go to sleep or when you try to be with your kids, this numbing, some humming noise um, that can be into a roaring uh, motorway noise um, if you have too much of them. But this a clarifying step helps you to clarify what you will commit to, which is... Um, so have that overview is is a mental uh, mental health factor, I think. What do you think? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things I would also mention is uh, is something that has has recently shown its 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 power to me is is this habit of just automatically finding these next actions. So a lot of what we teach, as you know, Morten, as the listeners may know, is, is, is about making these, uh, installing these um, best practices as habits. Uh, and, and one of the things for me was this finding the next action because it really, it makes the world so much easier to, to work with. So I can, I can be overwhelmed by, by nothing really. I can be overwhelmed by by doing the dishes, but I could at least, you know, the next action is to fill up the the water uh, bowl uh, and, and put in some soap. I can do that, you know. So so starting to naturally think in in uh, in, in next actions has has really been helpful for me to to just make things happen, uh, not not necessarily just the dishes, but also more much more much more complex things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm. I'm totally agreeing with you. The the, the value of this is um, is uh, you know it's worth it. Wasting waiting gold to have these practices installed in your life, but it takes time to to get uh, good at uh, clarifying. But the more you do it, the easier it gets, as you say. So just mm. practice, people. What is it? Is it actionable? Yes or no? Um, and. Uh, well, um, we are on verge of going on, uh, or not on the verge, we are over, over our normal time of 20-something uh, minutes. We're uh, closing in on 30. So maybe we should try and uh, wrap this sucker up. Um, do you have any last comments before we say goodbye for this, Lars? No, I think just you know, if if someone out there might be struggling with uh, procrastination and and you know tend to check uh, check Facebook or email or or your favorite news outlet uh, too many times, then again this may, dividing the world into to next actions and really learning to f to find those that that really can can help a lot with that as well. Mm. Yes, for sure. So uh, maybe you should sign us off, Lars, for this time. Until next time. Sure, yeah, and, and don't forget, if you want to learn more, you can go to gcdnordic.com to find all the uh, franchisees in the different countries in the uh, Nordics, and you can find the Facebook pages, uh, GCD meetups, uh, where we where we are on LinkedIn and, and Twitter and, and all over the place. So uh, hopefully you find these uh, episodes uh, valuable, and um, if you do, we'd really appreciate if you can share the podcast with a, a colleague or rate the podcast on uh, on iTunes. Yeah, great. And if you want to reach out to us, LinkedIn um, is a good place. Maybe you can also reach out to us on our Facebook pages and profiles for that matter. Um, good. Thank you. And uh, until next time, uh, happy clarifying. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.